2: What's up, y'all? Welcome to Speak. It's about to be a great day of sports television. Go nowhere. I'm a man, That's the one and only Dave Hellman covering the NFL for the last 10 years. This is Joy Taylor, the brilliant, and two-five-two live LaShawn, Shady McCoy, Eagles, all-time rushing leader, over 15,000 yards in the NFL. And when I tell you that's hard to come by, that's hard to come by. Well, I got to talk to you about Tua Tungavailoa, Miami Dolphins' star quarterback. Because on Sunday, he can prove that he's not just having a great season, but he's in fact a great great quarterback. We know he's having a great season. The numbers say so. You have to be no genius to realize that. Top five when you talk about passing touchdowns. He's second when you think about interceptions. And he's second when you talk about completion percentage. A great season, yes. But is he a great quarterback? See, he's never faced a defense like the defense he's going to face on Sunday. The San Francisco 49ers first in points allowed. First in yards allowed. First in passing touchdowns allowed. And they are healthy. Tua saw the Bills early on, but those Bills were missing a star safety. But If Tua can play a game similar to the way Patrick Mahomes played against the 49ers, we got to think about Tua differently. See, Patrick Mahomes against the Niners, 420 yards, three passing touchdowns, a 73% completion percentage. For reference, league lead is 71%. If Tua can play this type of game, then he will prove to the world he's not just having a top-five season, but he is, in fact, a top-five quarterback. That is what is at stake in this oh-so-meaningful game. Let me come to the desk and ask you, Dave Hellman, as I said earlier, 10 years covering the National Football League, you know all things there are to know for this audience. What does Tua have to prove? Does he have anything
0: to prove on Sunday? I think he has a chance to prove that he's on that short list. I'm glad you mentioned Patrick Mahomes because that's that's what I think about when I think about these types of quarterbacks is there's a subcategory of guy where you just see the matchup and you're like, oh, it's, it's Pat? Okay. Dub. Dub for the Chiefs. <laughs> we were talking about it before the show just now, Shady and I. Bill's got a big game against New England tonight. Oh, they got injuries. They get, the left tackle might not play. The defense is banged up. Von Miller's not going to play. I don't care. Josh Allen's there. Dub. Like, that's how I feel. I don't put Tua in that category yet. It's not a knock on him. He's having a wonderful season It takes a lot to transcend to that level of quarterback play where I'm willing to basically ignore everything else. This is a loaded Niners team with a really good defense. It's on the road in Santa Clara. All that stuff that makes you pause. If this was Patrick Mahomes, I'd be like, better quarterback than Jimmy G. Dolphins are getting the dub. I'm not even worried about it. I'm not ready to put two of there. Again, it's not a knock on him. He's in the MVP shortlist. We just haven't seen it time and time again. And even this season – you got to go back to week two and week three for, for the Dolphins' last truly great moments, right? He gets hurt against the Bills. Then he gets hurt again against the Bengals. He's out for some time. They've been rolling over bad teams ever since. Their last, what, five games are against opponents that are currently 13-30? and mm. So we're a long time removed from those statement wins. And even then, not to take credit away from that great performance against Baltimore, they were down 35-14 in that game. All credit in the world to Tua for leading a comeback. That's a little bit different than taking the game to your opponent, playing dominant throughout like we saw Patrick Mahomes do against the Niners, right? I think this is a huge opportunity to make a statement that he is on that level where I just don't worry about anything else. I'm like, if Tua is leading these guys into this game, I'm in. I'm not there yet, but I could be with could some be. big performances. Yeah. Shady,
2: you proved a lot in your NFL career. As I said, 15,000, not 100,000 total yards. What does Tua have to prove on Sunday? Does he have anything to prove? Oh, yeah,
3: he does. He does. And Dave said a lot about it. I think he proves that he's the real deal. I think we all want to believe it. But we got to really see it. And, and, and the, the last big wins is, was, was weeks, weeks ago, yeah. right? I mean, if you look at the last five games, which they've been rolling, but they beat the Steelers. Yeah. The Lions, yeah. Justin Field and the Bears, uh-uh. Cleveland, and the Texans. Now, now it is the NFL, and it's hard to win games, but we got to see it, Tua. I mean, I want to put you on that list. I want to say you the real deal. I got to see it. Them, them um, old wins back in the day, I, we're, not, we're not talking about that. This league is all about what have you done for me lately, and lately they've been beating up on bums. Now, I do think – now, this is what I will say. Now, you're playing against the top defense in the league now. Right, the, the 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 49ers got all this talent on offense on paper, but they don't do nothing when it comes to the numbers, mm-hmm. your boys. But they do great on defense. So if he go on there, this number one defense, and put numbers up and balls out, we got to put two in that in that in that category of the top of the top.
2: Joy Taylor covering watching the Dolphins. So your Dolphins, you gotta say it like that. Your Dolphins, a right. Dolphins, quarter right. century. That's right. Does Tua have anything to prove on Sunday?
1: I also covered them for a long time too. Did you? Yeah, I worked in Miami. Oh, true.
2: I knew that. You I thought, thought the, I you tried know. to turn the blind <laughs> eye and only local, look at
1: the heat. Local radio. <laughs> I would have had to turn the blind eye to those, uh, dogs yeah, hurricanes, those Dolphins. Hurricanes, Florida Panthers, Florida Marlins, Miami Marlins, uh, and, of course, the Miami Heat. That would have been brutal a little bit, though. Had a little rough loss last night. It's so, all right. We're going to bounce back. <laughs> uh, why are we bringing up the schedule with the Miami Dolphins? Let's look at San Francisco's last five games. New Orleans put up 13 points against New Orleans. Mm. Arizona, the Chargers, that's – Really the best win of the season. Banged up Chargers. Said that. For, the, for the Chargers. Uh, the Rams. Okay. And then they got smoked by Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Smoked. Smoked by Kansas City. You know what Miami and Tua don't have to say? We got smoked by anybody when Tua was playing. That's mm-hmm. right. Because Tua hasn't lost when he started and finished a game. So I don't know why we're talking about Miami's schedule. Let's talk about San Francisco's schedule. Do they have a signature win this year? It's the it's against the Los Angeles Chargers. I, it's I right there. There's one, the dude. schedule. I even see
3: one. Uh, I mean, I'm going to give them the
1: Chargers. That's their signature win this year. And it was
3: banged up, though.
0: They beat up on Seattle. Did that do do anything for you? Would
3: you rather
1: have Miami's signature wins or San Francisco's? Miami's. Miami's. Miami's, Without a doubt. So we're talking about who has something to prove here. It's San Francisco. And listen, I like a lot. They have a, on paper, gorgeous. I mean, flawless on paper. Batty. Batty. (laughs) Birkins on paper. Birkins on (laughs) Birkins. Okay. Beautiful. Chanel, since we can go on and on. Dang. But... That has to translate to the field. Now, their defense is doing their thing. The offense is what I have questions about. Are they going to be able to put up enough points to keep up with Tua and the Dolphins? This is on San Francisco this weekend. You're at home. Miami's been on the road for a week. This is on you. Tua, what does Tua have to prove? This year, isn't, the, the regular season, isn't what we're going to judge Tua on. Like, we want to see him be consistent throughout a year for sure. But when we're talking about Josh Allen and Mahomes and Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, Regular season, cool. We're worried about the playoffs with them. And when we're having those conversations, that already means they're in a different section of quarterbacks in the league. Tua is absolutely a top five quarterback in the league. And I would disagree with you, Dave. If I'm looking at the schedule, Tua is out there, Tua is healthy, he's playing. Dolphins are winning. I have no evidence so far this year that would say otherwise. So there may be some people that still have questions about Tua. I'm not that person. But when I'm looking at this game this weekend, I want to see what San Francisco is going to do. They should be the favorites in this game. They should win this game for all the hype, for all the way the defense has been playing, which has been tremendous. Not giving up a point in the second half in the last four games. That's really impressive. That's crazy. You're at home. Why should Miami come in there and have a big win if San Francisco is as good as everyone keeps telling me that they are better than their record? Miami's not as good as their record, according to the conversation we just had. But San Francisco is better than the losses that they have.
0: I said this in the pre-production meeting. Like, it's not fair because I'm leaning on past years. But I think the reason I disagree Is I've seen the Niners do it, and I've seen them do it a lot of ways. They did it as a wild card team last year, and then a few years ago when they lost in the Super Bowl, they were badasses from beginning to end, number one overall seed in the playoffs, all that good stuff. I've seen them go through these wars. Other than Tyreek Hill, who on the Dolphins can you lean on to say they have that type of experience? I'm not saying, I'm not saying that the Dolphins are going to fade away, but I'm, I'm not even, I'm not ready to say, oh, we'll worry about them in the playoffs. They got Niners, Chargers, Bills, I believe. I mean, if, they, if this doesn't go right, all of a sudden you're like, oh, man, the Dolphins let the lead in the AFC East slip. Are we as good as they thought they were? They've been playing better teams. What does this look like? Again, I'm not trying to be dramatic and say that's going to happen, but I, I'm not at a point where I'm willing to give the Dolphins that benefit of the doubt. They have not been in the playoffs any time concern. in recent memory. It
2: is a worthy, to me, it's a worthy concern because, to your point, Mike McDaniel, though he is a beast of a head coach in his first year, the operative words there are, First year, Tua, though he has been balling right now and has been balling this season, again, the operative words are this season. So I think that it is a worthy concern. When I think about Tua Joy, I lean on kind of what Shady's saying in the aspect of right now, I would say he's a top-five quarterback. He's having a top-five season. But I do think if you go out there and you make a mark, a dent against the number-one overall defense— And by a landslide at this point in time, the Bills were up there, the Cowboys are up there, the Niners have proven they're number one. If you can ball out against them, I think the whole world will think of Tua differently. I don't think we'll just look at Tua as like a, a flash in the pan. I think we'll be like, wait a second. Okay, you're the aggregate of all these things you've done. You beat the Bills, came back from a concussion. You shouldn't have done it, but you did anyway. You came back against the Ravens, outscored them 28 to nothing in the fourth quarter. You beat the Niners. Good God. Like, this ain't no flash in the pan type of season. You really are like that. And I think that is what Tua can really put that stamp on and do on Sunday. Whereas if he loses, Mm -hmm. now I think we'll start, not even loses, if he plays bad in a loss, Shady, if he plays bad in a loss, I think people might start to look at Tua like, man, we knew he wasn't like that. He just beat the Texans. We knew he wasn't that good. That's kind of my, my thought process. Well, coming up, LeBron James called out the media for not being asked about Jerry Jones and his controversial photo from 1957. LeBron James, Jerry Jones, controversy. We have to break it all down for you. You do not want to miss that conversation. Next on Speed. It's only a kick.
3: A jump. A block.
1: It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure.
0: You got this. Adidas. Now, a photograph
2: recently surfaced showing a 14-year-old Jerry Jones with a crowd of kids who are attempting to block six black students from a High School in Arkansas. Now, keep in mind, this photo is from 1957. LeBron James, you see Jerry Jones right there, circled in red. LeBron James brought up the controversial moment on his own last night after beating the Blazers. You have to take a listen to this. I was wondering why I haven't gotten a question from you guys about the Jerry Jones photo. But when the Kyrie thing was going on, you guys were quick to ask us questions about that. I am very interested in so many opinions at this desk. Dave, I want to go to you first because you were employed by Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys for the majority of your young adult career thus far, the last 10 years. So you know that organization and you know that person to some degree well, at least as well as anybody on national television. Dave, what was your reaction to LeBron's comments on Jerry's photo?
0: Well, To LeBron's comments, I mean... I agree with him. And to, to a degree, I, I give him kudos because later on in the quote, there's he said way more than that. There's a part where he goes into where he says and, and I, I think it, it's a little dicey to compare the Kyrie situation to this. But there was a part where he said, you know, the Kyrie Irving situation was in the news cycle for the better part of a month. The Washington Post story about this photo dropped Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So about eight days ago yep. and until LeBron James talked. It had completely faded into the news cycle, like nobody was really talking about it. Jerry was asked about it after the Thanksgiving game, kind of got some play over the weekend, but long holiday weekend, lots of football by the time we this, got back Monday Let me, let me cut you off to ask you it.
2: this what are your thoughts on the photo
0: so my thing and and I've had a week to process this for me, the photo isn't the story so much as the story that Jerry Jones is quoted in. The photo is from 1957 North Little Rock High School. Jerry's talked about it. I will even, I will do the, the, the grace, I think, you know, Dak Prescott was asked about it today and said, you know, we should give each other grace. I'll give Jerry Jones the grace of saying, 1957 is a long time ago, people can grow and change. I believe that that's possible. That's all well and good. What's noteworthy for me are the comments in the story where the Washington Post talked to jerry jones about it and jerry jones kind of had a a chance to address it which you know maybe you would prefer a little bit better than what he said talking about how he was mainly worried about not making his football coach mad he was mainly curious Maybe could have done a better job of of showing contrition and and talking about that type of stuff. But what was interesting to me is you got a look into the thought process of an NFL owner. And that's what this story is really all about. I really encourage people to read it. It's by David Marinus and Sally Jenkins in The Washington Post. They did a phenomenal job. Jerry Jones talked a lot about diversity and and things that we've heard over the years before. Jerry Jones saying, like, well, I, I don't care what color you are. Can you help me win football games? And I do believe that. But some of his comments come across to me as very tone deaf in how do you accomplish those goals? There's a fascinating anecdote in the story where he talks. Remember, it was a year or two ago. They had a summit for for black coaches that were trying to, you know, get face time with owners and break into more coaching opportunities. Jerry Jones reportedly told a story at that summit about how he secured a business deal by having his old coach, Frank Broyles, legendary Arkansas coach from the 60s who was a member at Augusta National, he got his old football coach to take people to golf at Augusta National to help him secure a business deal. Now, what is weird about that? Augusta National didn't allow its first black member until 1990. And Jerry Jones told that story to a room full of 30, 40, 50-year-old black men about how they can go the extra mile. And you really, it's on you to, to do like I did and go the extra mile to make these things happen, not even realizing... The implication of what he's saying that for me is the story of the people in the positions to make these types of changes aren't always aware of their blind spots. So the photo's interesting. It's worth talking about. It's the reason why we're here. But the conversations we're having right now this week are more important to me because to me, it highlights that there's still more work that, that the people in these positions can do.
1: My reaction to the photo, and I saw the article the same time we all did with the Washington Post article, which I also read. That was uh, definitely an anecdote in that article that stood out to me as well. It's yep. um, a complete lack of awareness mm-hmm. for the you know, entirety of the situation. But my initial reaction was everything that LeBron said. I mean, towards the end of the, the Kyrie conversation, I was getting to a point where it, it was bordering on SNL. Like, are we really still doing this type of, of media circus around this and not keeping the same energy whenever anyone does anything that's anti-black. And the, the this is apples to oranges to compare the situation because while I disagree with what Kyrie did, what Jerry did was 10 toes down. In a moment in there. American history, a moment when racial uh, discrimination and, and, and civil rights were at the height in American history, Pictures of Little Rock Nine, is, there's, there's documentaries, there's in, 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 in museums. Like, this is not just yeah. a, some passing thing in the wind. This was a critical moment in our nation's history in race relations. And there's Jerry Jones' face. they are the, the apples to oranges to compare. And then when you compare the media coverage and just the outrage in general towards Kyrie and Jerry Jones, it's, uh, I mean, it's mountains mountains to molehills. And, and that's why I'm glad LeBron said it. And he said it because he knows he has the power to say it. And, I'm, and LeBron has used his voice in many occasions for this. And it's a big part of why I respect him so much. But he can say this and move the conversation. And it's important because that was my reaction to it is, okay, it was 1957, yeah. Okay, yes, of course people can change. We've all changed. I'm not the same person I was when I was 14. I'm not the same person I was when I was 19, 25, go on and on. I'm not the same person I was last year. We should grow. But have some accountability for the seriousness of the situation, one. And two, keep that same energy for anti-black. Just keep that same energy or don't. I, I, I do not like performative, uh, uh, performative stuff. Like, be, be, keep that same energy for everything, especially things that are anti-black.
3: Yeah, no, I, I love what LeBron said, right? And he's one of the few athletes that, that stand, you know, for, for, for blacks. Like, no matter what it is, he'll stand up for us and, and he'll talk about it. And I loved it because when that photo came out, there wasn't a lot of talk about that, right? Then the Kyrie Irving thing, okay? Now, now, Kyrie, he was wrong. Now, he retweeted or reposted, yep. right, on um, that documentary, right? And then for, like, three weeks, four weeks, we were talking about it every day, right. every, every media platform, and then when this surfaced, that's why LeBron asked the question. Like, dang, because I'm sitting there thinking. He, like, he was just really this like, collecting his thoughts, like, thinking, like, man, you guys asked me all this about Kyrie Irving. But then when this picture surfaced with Jerry Jones, y'all didn't ask me nothing about it. And, and, and LeBron's like the biggest Cowboy fan in the NBA. And my thing with that is Jerry Jones' response was that he, he was curious. That was his, his response. He was curious. He wasn't sure what's was going on. But I don't believe that. Like you talked about, that moment was big in history. That's in museums. For example, that was the first day that blacks and whites was coming together, right? And at, at that Integr- school. Integrating right? schools, yeah. So if you're integrating schools, right, and you're saying you're curious, there's two pictures. The one picture is the black kids coming into the school and a gang of white kids, right, storming to get to the front. The later, that's when you've seen the, the, the black kids reporters and et cetera. But my thing is, how are you so curious? You've never seen black kids at your school? You've never seen that one black kid at your school? But today, is black kids there. So you being so curious, it's like you, you you're there that group for a reason. That's all I'm saying. And, and, I, and you're right. It was a long time ago, and, theme, and, and people can change. I've changed. But we got to state that what it is. Yeah. Real quick, because my thing is like LeBron James, he, he's, he's bold enough because he know that if he speaks on things, there's no consequence. He's LeBron James. There's a, there's a million players that watch that for the Cowboys that can't speak about it. Because my owner is who my owner is. And they might, you know, you could lose your job. You got your family and et cetera. So it, I love what LeBron said because I, it's hard for a lot of athletes to really speak
2: their mind because that's their job. I take bigger issue not the, with the fact that LeBron wasn't asked, but keep in mind, up until today – No Cowboys player was asked about that photo. Mm. I don't mind LeBron James, a basketball player, not being asked about Jerry Jones, an NFL owner's photo. That's NBA, NFL. But the fact that no NFL player, particularly no Cowboys player, was asked about the photo, that is what troubles me. Now, LeBron asked a rhetorical question, but allow me to answer it. Why had nobody asked? People in positions of power are protected. It's very simple. People in positions of power are protected. Jerry Jones is in a position of power. Regardless of what color you are, if you're in a position of power, you're protected. Now, most NFL owners, 31 out of the 32, happen to be white. We know why that is. Go do your history if you do not. So those people that are in positions of power are protected. I feel culpable even on this show because we had to talk about Jerry Jones now. And the photo surfaced on Wednesday. We were not on air on Thursday. We were not on air on Friday. So there are reasons that are television specific. However, it wasn't until LeBron James brought it up That we now brought it on television but even with them bringing it on television jerry jones is in a position of power so even we do not have full autonomy and authority to speak the entirety of our full thought because he's in a position of power and people in positions of power are protected now we could speak our full thought but then you risk jeopardizing your job and if you risk jeopardizing your job you risk jeopardizing your voice and the person with the mic has the power So as long as you got the mic, you got the power. So it would be asinine and ignorant of us to go speak on something, risk jeopardizing a job or an opportunity, and now we cannot speak on anything else going forward. That is the nuance to the question that LeBron James asked rhetorically. That is the truth of the answer. A very complex issue. Joy, you've been in the media very long. I know you have more thoughts. What are they?
1: Well, I think he was obviously asking a rhetorical question, but the point that he was making Mm -hmm. is, keep that same energy. If we aren't going, if we are going to say, okay, we're going to give grace, grace is important. We should forgive each other. We should grow. We shouldn't expect perfection from anyone. You can't ask for that. You can't ask for perfection and growth. They contradict each other. So we all understand that. But if we're going to hold everyone to that standard, hold everyone to that standard, the media does have power. We, We do. That's why we're held and critiqued so much the way that we are, because we can change the narrative, maybe intentionally or unintentionally. And what LeBron is trying to say in that moment is, don't interrupt me. Let me remind you that you didn't ask me this. And LeBron was a Cowboys fan. LeBron is the biggest biggest sports star in the world. It's not out of line for someone to say, hey, we ask you about Taco Tuesday. We can ask you about Jerry Jones, the most visible owner in the entire NFL, the most powerful organization in all of sports, the most, the, the, the richest owner in all of sports. That, that brand is worth more than any sports brand in the world. So the enormity of that situation has just been dulled because of everything that you just said. And all LeBron is saying is, this is this, yeah. and Kyrie was this. And we spent so much more time talking about this because Kyrie is a black, black athlete. That's right. Black. That's right. And he is a black man in the United States of oh. America. Oh. That means something different than everywhere else. And you have the power to keep that energy the same for everyone and it should be more for people who have been in these moments. I gave my
2: opinion on why it isn't more. What's yours? Why do you think that like what what
1: I mean, we don't have that much time in this segment, but we, we know blacks, what it is. We don't get, get this Black same people type. are held to a different standard right. than white people in this country, and That's particularly right. by the media. When, when when a black person messes up, they're held to a different standard. Yeah. Judicial system, in the media, within their jobs, like everything. Everything we do is critiqued differently than and. White men, like that's, it's different. There's, there's, I don't have enough time to break all of this down. Obviously it is a very layered nuanced conversation. And I like to have logical conversations uh, and sometimes be logical, <laughs> uh, but in this case, have a logical conversation about it. It's heavier than just what we're able to fit into this moment, but that's what, why LeBron said what he said and why he did it so, so calmly and so clearly and used that moment to make a point, which is simple. Keep the same energy.
2: Dave, you've been a reporter for the Dallas Cowboys 10 consecutive years. I recall when I was working in the Cowboys facility with you every Monday, Tuesday, et cetera, at certain times, there's a presser. It's held in the entry-level lobby of the Star. That's where the Cowboys have their practice facility. Soon as you walk into the door, a million dollars of chandeliers to the right. That is where the press conferences are held. Why has no one asked Um, Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, CeeDee Lamb, Micah Parsons. Why has no one asked the Cowboys players up until today about the Jerry Jones photo? Because you would have been the person that hasn't asked the question or that has asked the question.
0: I I think it plays off of what y'all just said. Number one, Jerry Jones is in a position of power. And, and, I mean, like, again, I think everybody understands. I'm not condoning it, but the way the media works is, You know, you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back. If I'm pissing people off with the questions that I'm asking, what's going to come back on me in terms of the access that I get, in terms of people being willing to return my phone calls? On top of that, to go back to Shady, you know, you have relationships with players as well. For me personally, I don't want to speak for any other reporter that covers the Cowboys, but me personally, it's like that's your boss, man. I don't want to necessarily get you in the middle of that jackpot either, knowing that you can't win with whatever you're going to say. So I mean, like Joy said, it's nuanced, but. Me putting on my reporter hat, thinking about what I would have done in that situation, all of that stuff comes into play, and I think that's probably why it goes unaddressed. And you think about also the fact it's a holiday weekend. You know, the, the last time they talked before this week was right after a game where there's more, you know, the, the pressing issues of the game or what the players are going to be asked about. And that's why I credit LeBron, honestly, because he has the clout – to throw this back into the news cycle, honestly, and, and 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 nobody would question why he did it. And for that matter, for people that want to, I was thinking about this when Joy was talking. Let's not act like this isn't the biggest, most visible brand that yeah. com- not just gets people's attention, but wants it. Jerry Jones is quoted in the story as well saying... We go to bed every night thinking up ways to get people talking about us. So don't get mad when people are talking about the Cowboys for reasons is it, that you wouldn't prefer. Is it
2: journalistic negligence that nobody had asked Cowboys players about this? You have a billion-dollar owner owning a $5 billion team, and there are photos Scared. that have surfaced. Scared. The majority of the players—I can't say the majority because I don't know the actual numbers. But, Dave, being a journalist, is there some degree of negligence not handling your responsibilities properly and the fact that you did not ask— any of these players about this.
0: I think it's, you can make that point if you want to. I lean more toward giving people grace. And this is, this is why it's because this singular owner is visible and, and speaks for himself more than anyone else. Like, to his credit, Jerry Jones isn't about to hide from anything. Like, he talked to the Washington Post when this photo came out. He left the Cowboys locker room on Thanksgiving night and talked for upward of a half hour about this with multiple reporters. And so when, when the person that this story concerns is directly addressing it, I give you a little bit of grace in saying like, why are you dragging players into talking about such an incendiary subject that involves their boss when their boss is addressing it head on himself.
1: And all those journalists have, it's their job. They get paid. They're not volunteers. They're not activists. We all have things we, we can't say. So it's not that about negligence. That's not the point that LeBron was making. It's that if you're going to go this hard over here, go this hard over here. Because that's where the negligence lies. But isn't then, if you are willing to go this hard on Kyrie. But how are the, who, which of the Cowboys beat writers was going that hard on Kyrie? Those are the ones that should be going that hard against uh, about Jerry Jones. That's the point. You um, can't you can't just say everyone should be having this energy if you didn't have anything to say. But if you felt this strongly about a black man messing up, then then keep this same energy for a white man. Let me offer you,
2: though, the counter. See, (laughs) if LeBron speaking to a room of NBA reporters. So I don't know that you can condone the NBA reporters for not asking an NFL question like I won't condone the NFL reporters for not asking an NBA question. I know there's John, there's uh, 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 our our Cowboys beat writers, I know about three or four of them off the top of my head, I don't recall them tweeting about Kyrie because that's not necessarily their jurisdiction. So for me, it's more so when you are within your jurisdiction, don't you have a responsibility to at least tend to your house? Y'all all all Cowboys reporters? If that's what you do... But again,
0: I want to I, I want to be on no platforms. I ain't say no platform nowhere. I got to I got to defend my people, my beat, the people that I've worked with for a long time. I I was there watching Jerry Jones field questions about this for a long time on Thursday night. Like the Dallas media did not ignore the issue in the sense of asking Jerry Jones. He was uh, Clarence Hill, our buddy yep. from the Forward Star Telegram, Nui Scruggs from NBC in Dallas, Multiple people were asking Jerry Jones. I think the difference is again, LeBron was asked about Kyrie because that's his teammate and his peer. Cowboys players are not technically Jerry Jones' peers. He's their boss. And, and if I mean, I think the corollary would probably be asking other NFL owners, "What do you think about this?" But you're not going to get a comment from I don't them. not buy
3: that?
1: It, it's it's a very why
3: not? Why not? Why I mean, not? It so like, if, that makes sense. If, if every owner has pictures up of that, why can't you ask the players? I mean, you you
0: absolutely can, this, but this I, players, but, coaches, all that. You can ask whoever you want to, but I think like I think there's more of a direct corollary between LeBron James answering questions about his teammate as opposed to somebody answering. you supposed to questions. Dak Prescott ask questions about his owner.
3: Yeah, I think so. Okay, well we can you know agree to disagree. My thing is, our star quarterback asking questions. I should have asked him, uh, Emmitt Smith, all them old cow- the old Superstar Cowboy players. How you feel about this? Because we really want to know. Instead of hiding it and keeping it quiet, I didn't see on not one platform. It's, it's crazy because when it comes to like us black people, it's like, oh, it's looked over. Okay, we'll talk about it later. Anything else, if it's us and, and, and we have issues, they write on it. Like the Kyrie, they can't wait to blow that up. And that the,
0: was just the, basketball. That was everywhere. The
1: vitri- Yes, exactly. Come on, The vitriol... Man is visibly different. Thank you. It's visibly different.
0: I do. I mean, I absolutely agree with that for whatever. And
1: that's the point LeBron was making. A lot
2: more to unpack there. Thank you for rocking with us thus far. But coming up, the Eagles. We got to transition to some real football topics. Eagles, best record in the NFL. But are they actually as good as their 10-1 record leads you to believe? That's next. Speak. Let's talk World Cup. The United States got out of the group stage earlier this week with a huge 1-0 win over Iran. But next up, in a matchup, a round of 16, is a Saturday matchup. Against the Netherlands, that is Saturday morning. The Dutch won two games and had a tie in their group stage. Coverage of this huge, and I mean huge, game begins at 9 a.m. Eastern, only on Fox and the Fox Sports app. Let's go, go, Joy. Down with the Dutch. I don't know if I've seen Joy and Dave more hype about anything than the World Cup. Dave Hellman, talk
0: to me. I I mean, this, this is life as a U.S. soccer fan is I feel better about the games against the toughest teams. Like, the best game we played in the group stage was against England. England, which is the team that should have whooped our ass. Go figure. So the Dutch are they are fantastic. They're top ten in the world.
1: Yeah, we don't lose to the English. We ain't going to lose to the Dutch. That makes me feel better.
0: It makes me feel better knowing that they're good because we play up and down to the level of our competition. So let's go. Okay, let's so go, we Sean. play
2: up to our competition. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, they just play up. It doesn't matter who, who their competition is. Joy out here throwing things on set. Eagles, best record in the NFL, 10-1. But NFL.com listed them as a team that is worse than their record, indicating this that you know they might not be as unstoppable as many people think philly tied with the 49ers as far as best odds to win the nfc according to fox bet sports book shady mccoy there is no better person on television or off television than to ask this question to 15,000 yards for the philadelphia eagles you wearing a green undershirt are the philadelphia eagles as good as their record hold on who who said this
3: nfl.com nfl.com i wonder who wrote that they might not know nothing about football. Anyway, um, are the Eagles as good as a record? Okay. Yes. Like, how are they not? See, you, you can't fake how good Jalen Hurts is playing. True? You can't fake that, right? NFL.com, you can't fake it. Uh, uh uh the defense. You can't fake how good the defense is. We're number four total offense. That's you can't fake that. You can't fake being a number two total defense. You cannot fake that. The, the problem is, it's like, they have an issue with everything we do. Mm. If, we, if we win a game and, and we're not throwing the ball for 400 yards like Patrick Mahomes, but we're running the ball like with 300 yards or f- almost 400 yards, it's like you have a problem with that. Or if we flip it and we're throwing it, but we're not running the ball, it's like it's, it's always an issue. If the defense goes out there and wins games, they have a problem with that. Well, the offense didn't look good. So the problem with the Philadelphia Eagles is that everybody's not comfortable with how we play. We have the best team in football completely, mm. like from offense to defense to special teams. We win games in, in different ways than anybody else. If Patrick Mahomes, for the Chiefs, don't ball out nine times out of ten, they're going to lose that game, right? Josh Allen, if he don't play well, the Bills are going to lose. We've seen it happen. The Philadelphia Eagles is the only team if our best player or our best playing right now, Jalen Hurts, doesn't play well, we still can win games. So we 10-1 for a reason. We can't fake that. Y'all can hate NFL.com,
0: but we won't speak. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Hellman, Eagles as good as a record. You expect me to disagree? Cause it's great when we fight. <laughs> I mean, I I think like, look, Let's keep it real, Dave. You don't win 10 out of 11 games unless you're good. Talk to them. So they're, I mean, they are as good as that record indicates. Like you oh. can't. L- l- the Giants are a great example. Like they're not that good of a team, but what they're seven and four. That's, that's different. Like the 10 out of 11 speaks for itself. I will say this, though, because I can't be completely nice. I think it says more about the quality of, particularly, the NFC. Like, you is know. the NFC actually that good? Think about it. You got a whole division in the NFC right now without a winning team, a whole division that's below 500. You got a whole nother division, the NFC North, where three out of four are below 500. And oh, by the way, that division leader got smacked by Philly and Dallas. So, like, Nobody's feeling great about Minnesota. And we'll just throw in, for good measure, the entire NFC East drew the AFC South this year in their schedule. So that's that's Indy, Jacksonville, Houston. Anybody feel great about the quality of those teams? So I don't mean (laughs) to take credit away from the Eagles – but I think the fact that they're able to win 10 of 11 says at least a little bit that it's kind of a down year, particularly in the I NFC. I
2: think I'm with you in the sense of this. The Eagles are as good as their record. But whenever you talk about numbers, context matters. $5 a gallon for gas. Boy, that's expensive. In L.A., cheap. $1,000 a square foot. Yeah, where a are you getting $5 foot? gas? <laughs> that's my point. Uh, $1,000 a square foot for a home. In Austin, expensive. Calabasas, cheap. So context matters when you're talking about these numbers. When I think about the Eagles being 10-1, and 1, they're clearly as good as a record this season. But when you think about how good you would believe a 10-1 team is in any normal year, that's when you're like, oh, maybe they're not as good as a 10-1 yep. record sounds in reality, but how good are they this year? Absolutely, they're as good as a record being 10-1. and 1. But when you hear 10-1, and 1, you think of some grandiose, cannot-be-beat team, and then you recall the Eagles got beat by the Commanders. You recall they beat the Colts by one point. You recall some things that make you say, oh, okay, they're beatable. So I think they are as good as a record, but I do understand why that sounds crazy. But in the context of this year, no, I do believe they're as good as a record. I
1: don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand how you could lose more games and not have any really good wins and somehow you're on the same level as a team that has more wins, less losses, and better wins in the wins that they won. Mm. The math is terrible. I'm terrible at math. I'm bad, bad at math. But I'm not that bad because that does not make any sense. San Francisco does not have a signature win. I, I don't really like hating on San Francisco because I like when San Francisco's good. I don't good. mind. I, li- <laughs> I like a lot that San Francisco Hates. does. I love their defense. But you're making me do this. It's not. I don't understand it. On paper, is fine. You know what? Sometimes you have a well, you guys don't know about this, but sometimes you get a girlfriend. I have girlfriends who are like, he is so good on paper.
3: Wait, what does that mean?
1: <laughs> like
3: he, got, he, got,
1: he got a good job. He got a nice car. He got a nice family. Handsome. Oh, yeah. Handsome. Yeah. He's handsome. Ah, he's, yeah. he's tall. Uh, you know I uh, mean? Uh, he's uh, in shape. No, no, six out, foot. six foot. Six you're crazy. foot. You're decent. No, six foot's good. We
0: lost
3: your tongue. I'm like, keep going, keep going, Joy. Keep going, keep going. It's fine. I'm fine, else It's fine. Anyway,
1: they have this whole list on paper, right? Oh, good. Like, on hell, on paper, fine as hell. And then, in real life, you're like, this, this is what is this? What is this? <laughs>
2: they're not talking about this. is like, what you're talking th- about? Th- this, th- is, right. this is on
1: paper? Like, cool. You, just, you need to get better paper. You have to, you can't put a, on paper above what we actually see, what right. we watch, what we've seen all season long, what you've actually done. What do you mean? Are there, they're, yes, there's good. They smacked the people they were supposed to smack, and they won games in every different way they're supposed to win games. Jalen can play well. They still win. The defense steps up. What, else, what more do you want? Do you want? I don't. I really need to know. What more do you want? Is it just postseason? Yeah, probably. Okay. Well, then just say that. Say, we gotta, we gotta say wait for you that, trust. No, I, I know. Say you trust what San Francisco has done in the postseason. Yeah. But stop saying that they're better than their record or that the Eagles are worse than them this this year. They're not.
0: But I mean, that's that's kind of the beauty of football, though, right? Is like it. I mean, like your record. You are what your record says you are. All that stuff can be true. But we see this stuff play out time and time again. If the team with the best record won the Super Bowl. Every single, first of all, why would we do this? And second of all, the list would look way different from what we're used to. A Super Bowl of two four seeds last year. The, the Giants are the team that beat the undefeated Patriots. Like, that's, that's the beauty of the sport. Sure, but does
1: Philly look like a team that has a fake record? Right. Minnesota looks like a team that has a fake record.
0: Now, that I agree with. Man, Philly man. doesn't look like a team with a, a fake record. But to Emmanuel's point, they also don't look like some teams that I remember from years past that dominated from beginning to end where I'm just like, man, I don't know. See, the the, the problem is,
3: like, I, I I love experience. You need experience. But sometimes I think we get overboard with experience. There's a lot of experience teams that didn't do nothing, right? And I don't want to say it like that, but I got to. Like the Bills, they went to a championship uh, game every year with, with, with Jim uh, Kelly. Yep.
0: Never one, You're bringing that oh, up. Keeping it oh, real. That's yo yo yo,
3: Andy Reid is my favorite coach of all time. But they he's been Fourth to the NFC NBA championship games. So when we keep talking about this experience, it works both ways. Like yes, it can help out and it does work a lot of times. But there's other times where teams are going there four times in a row.
2: Coming back with an L. That's a great Come point. That's a stop the hate, Dave. Oh, I wish we could stop the hate. But yeah. coming up, Patrick hey, Peterson, hey, he hey, wasn't hey, stopping. Hey. No hate. Oh, he he hate called it. out his former teammate 100. Tyler Murray. I have not seen an NFL player call out another NFL player in season like this in quite some time. You are going to want to hear this yeah. and our thoughts on it next on Speed. Get him, little man.
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever.
2: recently got called out by Cardinal. He recently called out the offensive schemes. Sometimes I just need a freestyle. He recently called out the offensive schemes, but his former teammate Patrick Peterson called him out. When he was asked about it, he said, quote, Kyler Murray doesn't care about anybody but Kyler Murray. There's so much more nuance to this. Now, if you really look at it, Kyler responded, and he said, this isn't true. You on some weird bleep, Patrick Peterson. You got my number. If you really felt like this is a big bro or mentor, you're supposed to call me and tell me, not drag me so your podcast can draw. Again, bring us on screen. Let me paint the picture. Let me give us context. Context. Kyler Murray, throughout the duration of the season, he has been calling people out. He cussed his coach out on camera. He called his teammates out after the Raiders game. He said the offensive scheme was screwed after mm, this last did, game. Yeah. Patrick Peterson, his former teammate for two or three years, he said Kyler only cares about Kyler. That is context. Now, here's the truth. Pete twice had to get him. Patrick Peterson is not in the wrong, and Kyler looks even worse now. Why? Because Patrick Peterson is a top-five pick and has outperformed his draft status. How can you outperform being a top-five pick? Maybe by being an eight-time Pro Bowler. Maybe by being a two-time All-Pro. Maybe by walking into the NFL and instantly being a Pro Bowler as a return man and then going to being a seven-time Pro Bowler straight after the first Pro Bowler at the cornerback. Maybe that's how. Meanwhile, Kyler Murray... Losing record as a starter. Mm. Losing record this season. Mm. Went to the playoffs and got whooped. Mm. Got smoked. Smoked on that pack. yo Smoking on something. <laughs> got smoked. I love very packed. So, <laughs> Kyler Murray is getting called out. I have no problem with Patrick Peterson being honest. Patrick Peterson know best. And here's my thing, Kyler. Don't sit here and start boo-hooing now. Please. I hate when people do that. Joy, we had a conversation. I will keep the person nameless. But somebody tried to try me one time on social media. Try my boy? Tried try your boy. Should have called me. You You don't good good with these guys. Then I'm going to check him, and he's going to be like, oh, you're so mean. Look at how aggressive you're getting. No, 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 no. Come for me, I'm going to come for you. Kyler, you've come at everybody and they mama all season. You came at your wide receivers after the Raiders game. You cussed out your coach on national television. You you cussed out the schemes of your coach to reporters on national television. Now, future Hall of Famer is going to check you, and now you want to say, oh, you weird, bro. You could have called me privately. You could have texted me. You don't think you could have called Cliff Kingsbury privately? Mm. You don't think you could have called your wide receivers privately? You don't think you could have talked to Cliff on the sideline privately? But you want to cuss everybody out publicly? Get this public criticism. Kyler looks terrible, but I don't know if he looks terrible or if his attitude just is terrible. I got more to say, but Shady, I want to hear what you got to say. How's Kyler look after Patrick Wait, Peterson? We've been on the show for three months.
3: Yes, sir. I swear to God, man, look, Kyler, Mary, and Dave—or yeah, Dave Hellman—got a lot in common. <laughs> right?
0: They're all I, I all because I've done for because you. all he cares about
3: is himself <laughs> and them soft cowboys. I'm sorry. What was the question? I didn't say that. <laughs> Kyler, Dave—they like. Okay. Does Kyler look worse after the criticism? He looks worse. First of all, if you know Patrick Peterson. He's a cool dude. He's a good, good guy, right? And, and if you really look at it, he said, Kyler Murray don't care about nobody but Kyler Murray. That's just a fact. That ain't really that bad. Not bad at all. Right? I, I had some heated arguments So I might say things about teammates, and I'm going to say it. Pat ain't not even say much. But what he's saying is what we all see. I see Kyler Murray. I see the little man back there. He drops back, throws a bad pass. Body language. <sighs> mm-hmm. <sighs> like, it's your fault. That's, a, that's part of it, though. So that's, that's like, I call that dry snitching. Like, instead of just saying, hey, man, get back here. Let's, you know, we'll get to play again. It's like, oh, when it's your fault, it's a bad pass. Let's go back to the contract. Please do. If I'm going to get somebody $230 million to be my quarterback, to be on my team, right, I got to put in a contract, but you have to watch a certain amount of tape, a film study. I'm the quarterback. That's like the coach on the team. So all these things already show you who this guy really is. He cares about himself. I've played with players. I've coached. Or I'm sorry. I've had homeboys that play with him. They say the same thing. The difference is, Pastor Peterson. Even when they talk to him about on, on his podcast, he didn't come out and just blast me. They ask me questions about him. He said, ah, "Well, he just cares about himself." Yep. And he shows it. Little man got to stop. He being soft, man. Come yeah, on. I, I don't
0: disagree. This is interesting because, like, so I'm 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 stuck somewhere in the middle. Like, I, on 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 one hand, I do think it's it's a little weird to be worried about. Another team's quarterback. Like Patrick Peterson doesn't play there anymore. And on top of that, like he kind of walked it back today. He said, I don't have any beef with Kyler Murray. But like I got a good memory. I remember a month ago when the Vikings beat the Cardinals. And <laughs> I mean that that is that's, a that's what he does. That is a shot. So I don't know. Patrick Peterson might not have any beef with Kyler Murray, but like you don't like him. He, he, he wants people to know that he feels a certain type of way because the, the celebration, which anybody who follows the NFL can pick out, and then directly saying it on a, on a podcast. So there's something there. But then, having said that, Patrick Peterson's probably going to the Hall of Fame. Definitely He's is. been in the league for a decade or more. 12 years. And, and everything I know about him as a guy, like he's a high character, off the field, like an ambassador for your ball. locker room. Exactly that type of dude that you want, you know, like the type of guy that would be an NFLPA representative. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for him to say it, I do think it's weird that he's taking a shot across the country at his old teammate. But I'm also like, but is it a shot if it's true? Right. No. No. It, I mean, I get your point. I mean, it's still a shot, though. It's unwarranted. Like, it's not a division rival. You're done playing them for the year. They're not going to the playoffs. So, like, it feels a little bit unnecessary, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, I trust Patrick Peterson and who he's all about that if he says it, he's probably right. Now, hold up, hold
3: up, real quick. You never played with no players, right? That was, oh, it was cool, but, but you hate the way he worked out. No doubt. hate the way his, his work ethic. He's yep. a bad teammate. Yep. But we was cool. No doubt. You felt like that about certain players? We cool, aren't we? No, 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 that's different. <laughs> but, but you, but you see what you said, I'm saying? A I probably percent. would like, like, go out and say it, but if they ask me a question, I'm You like, keep it
1: real.
2: Yeah. I
3: mean, he, I don't care about nobody. He don't care about winning. He care about his
2: paycheck. Correct. Mm-hmm. Joy, weigh in.
1: Um, I don't have any problem with Patrick Peterson saying it, and I don't mm-hmm. have any problem with Kyler Murray defending himself. Mm-hmm. If this is how he feels, he should defend himself. And what else is he supposed to say? I'm not going to text you in private if you disrespected me in public, and whether he's saying it is true or not, it is a call-out. You can admit it's a Mm call-out at best. If you don't think it's disrespectful because you agree with it, it, he's still calling him out. He's calling him selfish, which you can be good selfish and you can be bad selfish. Mm -hmm. You can be good selfish in that you dedicate your whole self to being great at something, or you can be bad selfish in that you just dedicate yourself to yourself and you don't care about other people. He cleared it up. I, I do think that what Patrick Peterson said is more important than his original statement. So I'm going to read it entirely. He said, I don't have beef with Kyler Murray. What I meant by my comment was when you're a franchise quarterback, you have to carry yourself a certain way. So if you're having bad body language, pouting, moping on the sideline, what type of energy do you think that feeds off to your teammates? That's what I meant about Kyler. He cares about himself because he's not putting his team first. That is an expansion on his statement. When you say he only cares about himself, that's a very direct shot. This means more to me, the entirety of what Patrick point. Peterson said, which is he's saying all the things that we are seeing, which is mm-hmm. he reacts like that to oh. bad plays. Oh. He, he, he yells at his coach. He's moping around. Oh. He calls out, he says things in the, in the press conference to call out the offensive team. They got to be on my speed on my, speed, my on time. Yeah, I got to be on my time. It? It's all about me, 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 I. This is what I think. I, it's it's your problem. And we give Aaron Rodgers all kinds of help for this. And he's a back back league MVP yeah. and won a True. Super Bowl. And two other MVPs. Like <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's going directly to the Hall of Fame. They might cut some years off when you can get in when Aaron Rodgers retires. So we have to keep that same energy. But all that being said... I don't feel bad for the Cardinals. The you one. knew who he was. Yeah. You knew what he played like. Yeah. You knew what he played like in high school. You knew what he played like in college. You knew what his personality was. You knew what, you knew what his work ethic was. You knew what his attitude was before you paid him. This is your fault. Yep. If you didn't like it, don't enable people. Don't pay them. They didn't have to pay Kyler Murray. It wasn't the end of the, end of the franchise that they didn't give him this contract. Now he has his money. What? motivation, It's over now. do you expect him to grow in this situation? He's already the guy. I
2: encourage people to think deeply about this Kyler situation in regards to how the Russ situation once he left Seattle and was in Seattle unfolded. Mm-hmm. Let me bring this to your attention. When Russ was in Seattle, Richard Sherman, Earl Thomas, they couldn't get their deals. They had to leave. People think mm-hmm. certain things about yeah. them. Chandler Jones, Patrick Peterson... There have been some guys in Arizona, some Hall of Fame guys in Arizona that play defense that are no longer in Arizona. Patrick Peterson got three picks this year. Chandler Jones had double-digit sacks just last year, if I am not mistaken, that are no longer in Arizona, but Kyler is. We've seen it happen before. I'm not surprised seeing it happen Again, coming up, the Bengals. Well, we've seen them beat the Chiefs before twice last year. One time, it cost the Chiefs an opportunity at a Super Bowl. They're back in action Sunday. Does Patrick Mahomes need to beat the Bengals and avenge some of those? Let's offs? go, Patty. Next, off, speak.
1: Now the
2: Packers are a disappointing four and eight. Aaron Rodgers, he's battling injuries. There's been a lot of talk about shutting down the superstar quarterback and starting Jordan Love. But Aaron Rodgers, he has some words to say.
0: I'd love to finish the season out, and um, but I understand, you know, this is a business, and um, you know, there's a lot of us kind of older guys uh, who you know play a decent amount, who they might want to see some younger guys play. So, you know, hopefully we don't have to have that conversation. But if that conversation comes up, you know, I'll approach I'll that with an open mind and, and uh, you know, without any bitterness or resentment.
2: Might be the most humility I've ever seen Aaron Rodgers display. Joy, you've had a lot of thoughts on Aaron Rodgers for the last several years. What do you make of this?
1: Yeah, you know, I don't believe in humble, but that's a very cooperative man. It's very zen <laughs> of you, Aaron. It's very, very macro, very big picture. I was a little surprised to hear that from him, honestly. I, I mean, Aaron's a competitor. He obviously wants to play. He's been playing injured all season long. He's had a tough year. For him to say, like, he's open to the conversation of sitting is pretty wild to hear, So, which either tells me that he's really is a, a little injured, <laughs> wouldn't yeah. mind a couple weeks off, or that he's, you know, really planning on coming back next year and maybe sees that some of these guys do need to to get some reps. Like, if Jordan Love is going to go out there, or maybe he feels like he knows Jordan Love is not going to go out there and play good enough for them to even have the conversation of moving on from him. So there's a lot of layers to that statement to me. But hearing Aaron Rodgers say that is a little disarming because this is not something that you normally hear Aaron Rodgers say.
0: Now imagine, okay, I agree, that's how we feel. Imagine if you're Matt LaFleur or Brian Gutekunst, you're oh, like, yeah, oh! yeah,
1: I'm not falling oh, for that. We,
0: like, <laughs> are, are, are you sure? Are <laughs> you, because I'm like, not falling for that. When
1: somebody goes completely off script, I'm like, ah, ah. ah. Nope, it's the setup. It might be the setup. Guys, so just maybe maybe feel that one out a little bit more. right? Talk to to whoever does his Reiki and see if he's really aligned right now because (laughs) that is a very off-brand comment from Aaron Rodgers. And I respect it. And, And if he does plan on coming back next year, I do think that this is the right way to do things. I think that when you are a star, the level that Aaron Rodgers is, the face of the organization, the way that he has been for the past 16, 17 years in Green Bay, and maybe he saw some things that, honestly, the way his predecessor went out, It's not the best situation the way that Favre's, you know, career ended in Green Bay. He wants to go out a little differently. That's entirely possible, too, because you don't you don't you want to leave a place with good memories of you. And if you leave a place and they are they're left wandering around in the winds because you put them in a situation where they don't have their future lined up when you could have. People can remember that as well.
2: Shady Rogers ain't fooling me, though. I think this has a lot more to do with what you were saying about how the Rams players are now all of a sudden injured. Now, clearly several of them are indeed hurt, but you've been in the locker room for years. I have as well, where guys finally realize, oh, we ain't got nothing else to play for. So, you know what, I, I don't mind if, you know, if y'all want to give the backup some extra repetition, Get in there. go right ahead. You know, I would love to be out there with the guys, but I do understand that you might want to take a look at some other people. I know how that goes. You know how that goes. That's I that. actually think that's where Aaron Rodgers is at. I think Rodgers is like, oh, my check's still going to cash, and I don't have to get hit? Yeah. yeah, y'all go right ahead and play the young man Jordan Love. What you make of Aaron Rodgers kind of seemingly being open to them playing Jordan Love and sitting him on a bench?
3: <clears throat> I, I, I think it's part of what you said. I think one is like, hey, we're not a good team, right? And I think he's really hurt. If he wasn't really hurt, I, I, I don't see him saying that. I see him, like, like, bypassing that and not even answering the questions. You know, I think he's saying, I'm, I'm healthy. I'm going to go out there and play. Now I think either he's really banged up, which I think he is, or it's like, hey, we losing so many games. Hey man, hey hey, you know what? Jordan Love, go ahead and play, man. I'm banged up and we're not winning. Go ahead and play. That's
2: where I'm right with it too. It's very fascinating yeah. this whole. And because I'm ready, hold real quick.
3: They ain't gonna, They all ain't gonna make it. Jalen, Jalen Ramsey, the next one. Hey, he going too.
2: If, hey, do you have an example where you were on a team? Oh, don't make me do this. You have to. Well, I'm sorry, this is yeah. television. Come yeah. on, do you have yeah. an example. You don't gotta say names. Where you? No, you have to say names. No, you don't. I'll just something about myself. No no, 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 no. Ask no. him about him. You're no, on, <laughs> you're on a team, and as y'all started losing, guys just started. You know, eh, eh.
3: I was gonna say that the team. My <laughs> uh, what year I got paid? My third year. So My third Green year. team? Yeah, I had a, um, I had a uh, deal coming up, right. And his last game was against um, the – oh, Washington. Yep. See, this is the thing, though. It's an age thing. Young players, we don't know the difference. Correct. We just be so, 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 like, we were losing. but I was balling. Yep. I, like, every game I wanted to play. So – but some of the older cats, they weren't playing. I'm like, man, he ain't playing. Oh, you hurt? Oh, you ain't playing? Oh, little ankle? Oh, you don't playing neither? As we got late into the season, right, Made like, two games left. My agent rose. I was like, hey, Shady, uh, <laughs> we got a deal coming up, like – I think I had something on my, on my ankle or something like that, whatever it is, like a little injury. He's like, are you playing? I said, yeah, I'm good. I'll be all right. I'm sore, but I'm going to be ready for the game. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, you not. You can't play. <laughs> That's a good agent and, and right look, there. Look, so, so Andy Reid, he would come to me like, hey, how you feeling? I said, I'm feeling good. Coach, I'm feeling good. I'm being young and not knowing what's going on. <laughs> so he kept asking me because he knows how the game goes. We're not doing nothing. We're not going to the playoffs. He had a contract. His agent was going to make him sit out because all the older players were sitting out. As we get to the game, it's the Redskins. It's the last game. So I played the, the second game before last, right, which I was being dumb, but I balled out. We played the Redskins. I didn't play. And The whole week, Andy kept saying, you going to play? What's up, you playing? (laughs) Coach, I ain't feeling good. (laughs) And I did play. As
2: I got older, I learned. That's how it works. That is how it works. Ain't nothing like a Shady McCoy story. (laughs) Coming up, the Bengals. We know their players got to play because they got a big-time matchup against the Chiefs. Now, remember, last year, that decided who was going to go to the Super Bowl, that matchup. Well, it's back in action on Sunday. Patrick Mahomes. He has to avenge some things. We'll talk about what next
0: on speed.
2: Let's get back to some football. Chiefs, red hot right now. Five straight wins. But next up is a huge road matchup against the Bengals. This was one of the biggest games of the season. Patrick Mahomes and his squad had two losses at the hands of the Bengals last season, including a game that kept them from the Super Bowl. No small feat, no small game. LaShawn McCoy, I am coming to you first, sir. Does Patrick Mahomes need to beat? Shady, what are you doing? Oh, you hear that beat? Kind of yeah, like that beat yeah. is kind of fire. Like a
0: robot? That beat is kind of fire.
2: Does Pat put you in a battle?
3: Me no, and you?
0: No, no God, I'll, Yeah, I'll put don't you in the
3: dirt. Bad. I'm bad, bro. He, I thought he was challenging I me. Thought were, I thought you were going to gritty oh, on him. I, I thought, thought you were going to sit that's here. That's all I got. All
0: I, was, I can do is a very bad gonna, gritty. Pat P. Don't make <laughs> little man. <laughs> call him <Merc>. <laughs> 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 Hey,
2: Shady, does Patrick Mahomes need to beat the Bengals on Sunday? Yes, he do. Yes, he do.
3: Hell yeah, he got to. Listen, everybody in NFL knows that Patrick Mahomes is that dude. Andy Reid, that guy. Travis Kelsey? Amazing. But the Bengals, they don't know that. When they see him, they Some beat ball. up on him. Playoffs, regular season, Jamar Chase, 200 yards. Like, they don't know that. And I'm being serious. And one thing about the, the young generation, you got to just straight go disrespect them. Because it's like when, when I was going, like, towards the end of my career, I, like, the, the young guys, they would look at me like the OG. But they would say little stuff like, Shady, man, let watch your highlights. Shady was crazy, but, dog, you think you did that to me? I'm like, what? Yeah, you. My first camp, I had to go with uh, Devin White with, with the yep. Bucks. I was doing him up, and he was so surprised because I'm older and all that. So them young boys, you got to go at their neck from the door. Like Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow's nice, but all this talking about, oh, is this a new Peyton Manning, Tom Brady? No, it's not. And, and, and Patrick Mahomes, this weekend, you need to show them that we ain't close. You good, young boy, but you not me. That's real? That's, that's real that's facts real. because these young boys think they just they
2: arrived. <laughs> Come on, man. Let me let me let me level it with a story. I think before you ever beat somebody in reality, you gotta beat them in their head. Like yeah. straight up and down. LaShawn McCoy, I love doing a show with him to my right, because every day in practice for two and a half years straight, we one once. We had fun. Every, we have fun. Every, we have fun. I you, that you had more fun than I did, because <laughs> I had to cover you. No, you was no you was decent though. You would give me some time. Is that a compliment? No, 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 You was decent.
3: No, let's say. That a compliment. From Shady? Well, that's, that's pretty nice. Well, first of all, it's different. But what I'm saying is, I will beat everybody, first of all. True? But I chose sometimes to give me. Hit a thing. And I'd be so mad, like, man, like you know. He make his little jokes. It would make me mad inside. I ain't show him that, but
2: he would do good. My point is this: <laughs> Shady had an edge on everybody because before you actually got to cover Shady, you got to think about the fact that you got to cover Shady. No small feat. If the Bengals beat the Chiefs once again, they not scared of him. They not. Like everybody and their mama scared when Patrick Mahomes takes the field. I talk to defenders that play Patrick Mahomes pregame and postgame, and they'll just be like, bro. He
3: different. He- (laughs)
2: I was literally about to say that. He's different. So I think that the Chiefs need to go win this game to get their shine back. I remember playing Alabama in the National Championship game. Before I ever had to play them, I had to think about playing them. Saturday before the game, I saw the reports. Friday before the game, it was Saturday at the Rose Bowl. Trent Richardson squats 700 pounds every night before a game. (laughs) I'm sitting here like, bruh. I've never squatted 700 pounds in In my life. In the hotel? He's squatting 700 pounds? These were the reports on television. Before (laughs) I ever saw him, and then he came out, yoked up two wristbands. I was like, I have to tackle this thing? With with the grease on, with the the Vaseline. I was scared for my life. I was young at the time. So I say all that to say they had already beat me before they ever had to play me. Right now, the Chiefs don't have that mental edge. That's why I think uh, Patrick Mahomes has to
0: go get that edge. You, are you buying this? Uh, like I, I mean,
1: they're, they're being very compelling, honestly, because I don't think that Patrick Mahomes needs to win this because he has the Super Bowl and the league MVP and went back to a Super Bowl and all these you know, stats and everything else. I don't think. And he got that you 10-year, know, $500 million check. Yeah, you know. change,
2: change. I, I
1: don't know how Pat doesn't look in the mirror every day like, what's up? What's up, him? That's me. I'm him. What's up? <laughs> yes. I don't know how he ever doubts himself at this point. But you guys make a kind of a compelling point, you know, you kind of the Bengals might not feel that way. They're not scared. They might not feel they that chirping way. And all this that, game yeah. matters yeah. more to the Bengals. Of course. Like they need They're to win it. this yep. game. The Chiefs don't need to win this game, and I don't think anyone's gonna feel differently about Patrick Mahomes if he loses this game. Oh. Except for the Bengals. For the <laughs> except for the Bengals. Except for the Bengals. But the Bengals really need this game. They need to win this game. They're in the playoff hunt. They are way further down in the standings than the Chiefs. They really can't actually even afford to lose this game. So it's it's way more important to the Bengals as far as this season goes. But you guys all do make pretty you make a pretty compelling point.
0: I think I think you two should get with the writers that do the Sunday promo like Sunday, 3.30, <laughs> Chiefs have to beat the
1: Bengals or
0: they're trash. Like, no, I don't buy this for a second. Let's just, let's just indulge this and say that the Bengals beat the Chiefs on Sunday. It's, it's totally possible. They did it twice last year. The Bengals mm-hmm. are a good team. They're on a roll. What do the Chiefs say? Okay, that's cool. We'll see you in late January for the AFC title game. That'll be at our place where it always is, <laughs> 18, 19, 20, 21, We're in there. We're going to turn around and play the Broncos, the Texans, the Seahawks, the Broncos again, and the Raiders. We're going, we're losing three games at max. We're going to have the AFC title game in our house. We know we'll be there. We're the Chiefs. I'm Patrick Mahomes. You got to go fight with Baltimore to even win your division. Miss me. There's <laughs> levels to this stuff. And look, you know I love Joe Burrow. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm a Bengals Show the fan. Show the I can't. Can. It's, a suit. Bit. A bit. Look, I love the Bengals. I think it's great that they're on a roll. I don't give a damn if they win this game by ten points. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. You earn this type of – I got a question. So, I always say I, I, you I, I, earn I this stuff broke, over broke years. Ahead. So, first of all, I know
3: Patrick Mahomes. Pat is one of the biggest competitors ever. Real quick, when I was there, we played the Bears. He was acting crazy about the game. I'm like, dang. They took Trubisky in front of him, right? Mm. If you ever see the video he's, he does, he's, he's doing the numbers. So, yeah. would they one, take Trubisky
0: for? Three, four. four uh, two. He was the yeah, no, second, third. Whatever, whatever it was. Second was, or third.
3: It, it's video. People, they talk about it. He don't talk about it because he's a, you know, a good guy. But. That's in him. Yep. He was doing the number counts of how many draft picks they took in front of him. He was doing it. Y'all never seen it on TV? They had oh, I hey, yes. thought he was counting yeah. touchdowns. No. Oh. No. No. I'm telling you yes. what's really going on. Yeah. <laughs> Shane McCoy will let you know what's really going on. He was putting up the, 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 the picks in front of him, they, tricked, uh, they took Trubisky yep. in front of him. So, he counts this stuff. Yep. Oh, Joe, you beat me twice? Okay, okay. bet. So, hold on, real quick. So, they ain't this, oh, they beat us. Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll play them next time. No,
2: no, 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 no. He cared <laughs> like, about this think game. Think about this, Dave, real quick. He cared about this. He kept them from a Super Bowl. I didn't say, like, okay. Super Bowl. You're twisting my words. Ahead, I, didn't, I,
0: I to... didn't say he didn't care about winning the game. What mm-hmm. you say? What is you say? You think if, let's, you say? if the Chiefs walk back into their locker room, is the game? The game's in Cincy, right? Yep. yep. They walk back into their cramped little locker room. <laughs> you think Patrick Mahomes is going to go to shower and be like? man, I guess I'm just not as good as the Bengals You're not are. Gonna say right? I just that. can't beat have an attitude He's going to be pissed off. the curly
3: And he's going to say,
0: yeah, okay, big freaking deal. Yes. We're
2: going to be there in late January when hey, it matters. Let me, let, me are talk you? To, let me talk to you and Joy from the Bengals' perspective. I don't think the Chiefs need to win for their own confidence. They need to win to mitigate the confidence the Bengals have. Right. Are you, as an LSU fan, still worried about Bama? <laughs> like oh, good question. Every
0: waking moment
2: of my life. <laughs> right. Well, let me tell you who's no longer worried about Bama. Clemson isn't. Georgia isn't. Yeah. Now, I don't mean Clemson this year, but I mean Clemson. I, I, I mean Clemson in yeah. general. After Clemson went out there and beat them with Deshaun, then Clemson went out there and beat them with Trevor. I don't think that Clemson is worried now about ask Bama. Ask me that. Uh, are you still worried about Bama?
1: Hell no. Exactly right. We got a Taylor boy down there. No, no question. question. Joy's more confident. And you than I am. know who really I also ain't, don't
2: have your scars?
1: <laughs> who really ain't
2: worried about Bama is Georgia, because once the shine is gone, the shine is gone. Yeah. Now maybe you are still worried, but Georgia ain't worried. Here's my thought process to Shady's point and I'll take us home. Is this take us home? The Bengals aren't worried about the Chiefs, man. The shine is gone. George is not worried about Bama. The shine is gone. Everybody else might be worried, but Bengals are talking crazy. Justin Reed out there yeah. talking crazy. They not worried about them boys. I think Patrick Mahomes needs to go get his respect. Back. <laughs> I gonna have four touchdowns
3: this game and a W. Ooh,
2: well, okay. I know. I see it, Pat. I see it, baby. Okay. We gotta talk World Cup real quick because fans, you have a chance to take home ten thousand dollars for free on Saturday just by playing Fox Bet Super Six. Download the Super Six app on your phone and pick six outcomes in the U.S. Netherlands game for a chance to win big. More speak after this. Or- there's a huge NFC battle tonight when the Bills traveled. AFC battle tonight when the Bills travel to face the Patriots. And Buffalo is 8-3. But Josh Allen, he's been struggling. Been struggling the last couple games. Y'all know it. I don't even have to tell you. We will see. I'm excited about this matchup. But Joy Taylor, the question comes to you. What does Josh Allen need to prove tonight?
1: I mean, Josh Allen doesn't have anything to prove. Not against the Patriots. But I do think the Bills, the Bills need to get a win tonight. Like The Bills don't have anything locked up.
2: True. Nope.
1: Nothing. Nothing locked up. Nothing is certain for the Bills at this point. So they need to get a win tonight. This is a divisional no, game. Bill Colors, no. Is this, this is Buffalo Colors? I don't know. This don't close. close. Nine touchdowns
0: and eight turnovers in his last five games. You know what I'm saying? I need, prove is harsh. I need Josh Allen to play like an MVP again. I need Play's to better.
3: see that he can do that. Please. Where you at with Josh Allen? I'm riding with you, bro. I see what there's a lot of hate over here. You know what I mean? I'm riding with you, Josh. Do your thing. And one thing you got to prove is that's your division. Tom Brady's gone. When he left, it's your division. Show that. That's a good question. Put Who's Belichick is- where he deserved to be, at the bottom. We're going to find out. But right is now, it, it's the it it Dolphins Come on, man. No, no, that's Josh Allen's uh, uh, division. Is don't it? get it Don't get it twisted. We'll see. them got a
2: better record. Yeah. Josh, holler at him. <laughs> Buffalo, get the job done. That's it for Buffalo. us. We will see y'all tomorrow. Peace.